0: The 12th chapter of the book of St. Matthews, <clears throat> I'm not going to read it all again, but I want to focus on that 24th verse. On oh, the 24th verse. The 24th verse of St. John, the 12th chapter. Simply says, I tell you the truth. This is the NIV version of it. Unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains only a single seed. But if it dies, it produces many seeds. Let's not miss it. Unless A kernel of wheat falls to the ground and die. I want to talk to you from one word today. And that one word is simply unless. Unless. When you look at the word unless, it just simply means to. Except on the condition that. It means under any other circumstance than. It means without the accompanying circumstance or condition that. And so today I want to talk about and please and <clears throat> Please excuse my grammar, but I want to talk about the unlesses with which we live. I know, and I don't think that's a real word, just so so you'll know. I'm aware of that fact, but I'm going to use it today. I'm going to talk about the unlesses of, of our lives. You I've discovered that we all have our unlesses. Actually, they are lenses through which we see. They are the restrictions, limitations, and conditions that shape and inform our relationships and understanding with each other, Jesus, and ourselves. Let me, if you will, give you some examples of the unlesses that uh, I've either heard from others or even perhaps lived within my own life. Unless I behave, do what the church teaches, and believe in Jesus as my savior, I will not go to heaven. Some of y'all said, unless he or she apologizes, admits he or she was wrong, and changes his or her ways, I will not forgive them. Unless I am busy, productive, and successful, it makes me think that I'm a lazy nobody. Somebody says, unless Jesus heals my daughter, raises my son from the dead and fixes my problems, I will not believe. Unless my prayer is answered, either I do not have enough faith or God is absent. Unless I hold it all together, meet expectations and keep smiling, it just simply means something is wrong with me. Unless everything is okay in my life, nothing is okay in my life. Can I talk to you about the unlesses of of our lives? Let me ask you, what are some of, of the unlesses in your life? Unless I you fill in the blank. Unless my life, you fill in the blank. Unless he or she, you fill in the blank. Unless Jesus, you fill in the blank. Here is why I think our unlesses matter. Jesus makes an unless the turning point in today's text about the Greeks who want to see him. Therefore, unlesses for Jesus are about seeing. When you look at this text, some Greeks came to Philip and said, sir, we wish to see Jesus. Philip told Andrew and then the two of them told Jesus, and as I begin to read the text, and as I begin to study this text, I wonder why they wanted to see Jesus. What do do you imagine is going on? Do they wanna see the one who had just raised Lazarus from the dead, the chapter before? Have they heard about Jesus feeding the 5,000, cleansing the temple, turning water into wine? Do they want something like that for themselves? Are they just simply curious? Are they fans of Jesus Christ, the superstar? Do they want something from him? Or do they want his way, life, and truth in their lives? What are their unlesses? to seeing Jesus. You know, we might ask ourselves those same questions. Haven't there been times you wanted to see Jesus? Maybe that is what you want today. Maybe that is why you signed on. What is your unless for seeing Jesus today? Well, today's text does not answer any of my questions concerning the Greeks approaching Philip. Neither does it reveal their motives or desires for wanting to see Jesus, nor does it tell us whether they ever did see Jesus. But all we have is Jesus' answer to their request. And the text says that Jesus answered them. He says, "Verily, very, I tell you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains just a single grain, a single seed. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. And then he goes on to say those who love their life will lose it and those who hate their life in this world will keep it for eternal life. And so if that is his answer, then seeing Jesus means something other than what I am usually looking for when I want to see Jesus. Y'all follow me for a minute and because you will observe that Jesus does not come out and introduce himself. He doesn't even perform a miracle. He doesn't even preach a sermon. He simply says, unless. And so what if that unless statement about the grain of wheat is describing the way, the means, and the process of seeing Jesus. Perhaps we see Jesus in ourselves, in others, and the world every time we recognize and participate in the enlarging of life and the bearing of much fruit. I need you to put on your spiritual eyes here today. Because what if seeing Jesus is less about the messenger and more about the message? What if seeing Jesus is about looking is less about looking at what the historical figure did and said and more about experiencing the life that he embodied and symbolizes uh, today? What if seeing Jesus is not about the spectacular that happens around us, but about a patterning of dying and rising within us? Jesus is saying that unless we are like a grain of wheat that falls into the earth, dies and bear much fruit, we will never see him. Well, I'm going to say it again. (laughs) I said, Jesus is telling us in this text that unless we are like a grain of wheat that falls into the earth, dies and bears much fruit, we will never see him. You know, maybe we We'll only see him by letting go of our own lives and bearing much fruit. And to look anywhere else is to look in the wrong places which will in turn cause us to miss Jesus. Can I tell you some are trying to find him in a revival service. Some are trying to find him at conferences. Others are trying to find him at conventions. But listen, listen to me closely, because over and over again, Jesus uses these kinds of unless statements in order to open our eyes. Can I preach the book here? Because in St. John, the third chapter, verse number three, Jesus has I say unto you, except, now that same word except also mean unless someone is born again from above, he or she is not able to see the kingdom of God. In other words, he says, ye must be born again. And then when you look at the fifth verse of the third chapter of St. John He says, verily, verily, I say unto you, unless someone is born of water and spirit, he or she is not able to enter into the kingdom of God. When you look at the book of St. John, the sixth chapter, verse 53, he says, verily, verily, I tell you, Unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and uh, drink his blood, you have no life in you. And then I see in John 8 chapter verse number 24, somebody say, talk to book, pastor. He says, you will die in your sins unless you believe that I am he. And then old Peter wanted to get in on the unlesses of life. Notice in John 13 and eight, you remember Peter said to him, he said, you will never wash my feet. And then Jesus turned around and said to Peter, unless I wash you, you have no share with me. Well, I need y'all to understand when you read that text, uh, Brother Peter got rid of his unlesses and he said, Lord, not only do I want you to wash my feet, but I want you to wash my hands and my head. And then y'all remember Brother Thomas in the 15th chapter of the book of St. John, right around verse number four, listen at what Brother Thomas Thomas said, the son of the prince in his hands, unless I see, come on here, be able to put my hand in his side. Thomas had some unlesses. When you look at St. John 15 and 4, he said, just as the branch cannot bear fruit itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. We can think of these as the true unlesses in our lives. They point us to life and more life. In fact, they have a way of turning and uh, redirecting our lives. They show us what nourishes and feed life. They also freeze us from the past. Did you not know they are the map of the soul? And these unless statements stand in contrast to the false unlesses with which we live. Did you not know our false unlesses are ways by which we're trying to stay in control? We're trying to create security. We're trying to rule others. They maintain boundaries between who is in and who is out. They blind us to who Jesus really is and who he wants to be in our lives. And ultimately, they turn life and faith into a transaction. I'm going to say it again. They turn life and faith into a transaction. In other words, they try to turn it into a deal. They try to turn it into a business. Sometimes leave no room for faith, growth, or his grace. But put yourself in the book. Put yourself in the Bible today. Because Jesus, he'll always come along. And he will meet our unlesses of our lives. When you look at John 4:48, he said to the royal official and the Galileans around him, he says to them, he said, you fellas, unless you see signs and wonders, you will not believe. Well, I want the Lord to deliver me from all of my false unlesses because here's my testimony that God if you don't show me a sign I still believe if you don't show me any wonders God I still believe if you don't heal my body God I still believe if you don't open up the door God if you don't make the way God, if you don't perform that miracle, I still believe. God, please deliver us. Please deliver us from our false unlesses. You see, because his unless is the hinge around which we either see or do not see him. And Jesus is the lens through which we are to see ourselves see one another, and see the world. What are the unlesses in your life today? What unlesses have you brought with you this morning? In what ways are they narrowing your vision, making your world small? Jesus said, I come that you might have life, that you might have it more abundantly. But if you live a life, Full of unlesses. Unless this happened, then I'll do this. Unless that happened, then I'll believe this. Somebody ought to say, God, please deliver me from my unlesses. In what ways are they enriching or impoverishing your life and even your relationships? In what ways are they focusing or distorting you from seeing Jesus, seeing other people as they really are and seeing yourself. They said, sir, we wish to see Jesus. And Jesus simply just told them, unless. (laughs) Jesus said, unless. What was he doing in this text? (laughs) And I'm almost finished. What he was doing in this text. He wanted to prepare both the Greeks and those standing around, in other words, the whole world. He was preparing them for his death. He wanted to teach that the way to glory is not through triumph and glory. It's not through domination and subjection, but the way of glory is through death to self and through service to God and man. Paul said, I die daily. How I many y'all know we got to die? <laughs> we have to put this flesh under subjection if we're going to see Jesus. We got to die daily if we're going to see Jesus. The glory of Christ is the glory of the cross. Evil meant Calvary, the same Christ. But God made Calvary to glorify Christ. And I'm glad for the cross. Is there anybody that's glad for the cross? It was at the cross, at the cross, where I first saw the light. The burden of my heart was rolled away. It was there by faith that I received my sight. And now I'm happy all the day. And so in my conclusion, Jesus compares himself to a grain of wheat, his death to a grain sown and decomposed in the ground. His resurrection, he compared it to the blade that springs up out of the dead grain and his manifestation and glorification to the abundant fruit of the many grains produced in order to sustain life. You know, I must die to be glorified and fruitful. He says, no man taketh my life from me, but I have power to lay it down. And with the same power, I'll pick it back up again. He says, I cannot establish a glorious church unless I am glorified. And then I hear him in St. John, the seventh chapter, 37 and 38, he says, in the last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried saying, if any man thirsts, let him come unto me, let him drink. And then I like this verse, he that believeth on me, as the scripture hath said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water, Saints, I believe I don't know about you, but I believe I, god i don't I don't want to say unless this, unless that he's already made it plain unless unless a corn of wheat falls to the ground and die, unless we die to ourselves I'm gonna say it again <clears throat> unless We die to ourselves. We will never bring forth fruit. Notice what he's telling us, and I'm done. You put one seed in the ground, and that seed dies. But that seed, hallelujah, is going to produce other seeds. That's what he mean about us producing fruit. This fruit speaks of the salvation of souls through calvary. Greater St. Luke Church, can I encourage us? Let's get back to the Jesus business. Let's get back to the saving of souls. Let's die to ourselves so that God can work through us so that we can produce more seed. Let's stop putting conditions and blocks to faith and personally bending our will to try to do the will of the one who has created us. God's not going to be into your will. It's his way or it's no way. Let's let go. Letting go is always challenging. But if we don't, we're going to miss the glory of what Jesus is doing in our lives. Some unlesses acts of us more than what we want to give or feel capable of giving. But I guarantee you that if we stick with his unless and say, God, help me crucify this flesh, help me to die to self, help me to let go, and I promise you When you pray that prayer, God's going to open doors. He's going to make waves. God's going to open your eyes to see that our unlesses don't compare to his unless. Because our eyes have not seen, nor have our ears heard. Neither have it appeared unto man what good things God has in store for them that love him. I'm finished, but saints, when we go back into the church, we can't go back the same way we went out. We've got to be about the Jesus business, about winning souls of every nationality, about winning souls, whether they're rich, whether they're poor, whether they're lame, whether they can walk, whether they're blind or they can see, we have to be about winning souls. And they that win souls must be wise. That's the message here today, that God want us to bear much fruit. And in order for us to bear much fruit, we're gonna have to die to ourselves. Every eye closed, every head bowed, nobody looking around. He says, I tell you the truth. You have a desire to see me. You have a desire to see me. He says, you tell them unless. He made it very simple. Unless a seed be planted in the ground and that seed must die. Oh, but dying to self ain't the end. Let me say it again. Dying to self is not the end because it's when we die to self, that's the time that we really live. I don't know about you. I want to live life, not according to how society dictates what life is, but I want to live the life in Jesus Christ, the life that brings joy in the midst of sadness, peace in the midst of confusion, that kind of life that when I'm weak, that's when I'm made strong, the kind of life that says I'm going to live regardless to what I go through, regardless of what I may be experiencing right now, I have life in Jesus Christ. But God, I thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your kindness. Thank you for your tender mercy. God, help us as a church, help us as a people to get back to your business, your business of saving souls. You declared in your word that you did not come to Seek those that were saved, but you come to seek those that were lost. That was your mission. God, God help us to be about the Jesus mission. To say to the sinner man, the sinner woman, the sinner boy, the sinner girl, that there's hope. That there's hope. That there's hope in Jesus Christ. And that they could come to you without money. They can come without price. They could come just the way they are. And God, help us to die to ourselves and what we think they ought to be and how that we think they ought to act, how we think they ought to dress, how we think, oh God, in our own minds and help us to be about your business, the business of winning souls. Because God, we know that you're able to change lives. You're able to change individuals. And then, God, we also know that you may not always change people according to the way that we want you to change them. But, God, we thank you that you can change us. Change our hearts, O Lord. Change our hearts. Help us to be more loving. Help us to be more kind. Help us to be more understanding. Help us to be more patient in the name of Jesus. And we thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank God. Amen and amen. God bless you.